Welcome to Twisted With Us. In the name of even more three-headed monster content and pouring one out for Margaritaville, this is our ongoing examination of our Patreon back catalog. I'm Aaron. I'm Eric. And I'm Robbie. And today, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Nobody does. We're here. Welcome back. We have another uh, medley, if you will. Mm, I like a medley. Vegetable yeah. medley? Yeah, it's it's much like a vegetable medley, but uh, instead of vegetables, it's audio waves that you uh, jam into your ears. Oh, violent. Yeah. No, that sounds cool. Yeah. Or cram, depending on how you uh, you know are feeling that day. Uh, but <laughs> audience, are you a jammer or a crammer? Hey, hit us up. Get to us. Hashtag jammer or hashtag crammer. Hit Twitter, baby. So this episode, we did this once before. We did uh, a special bonus episode of previous Patreon clips uh, put together into a a fun little mishmash of an episode. We're doing that again, and it's because... uh, Shit, we can't do an episode this week. Sorry. But we did get together to record this quick intro and outro and and frame this up. In a minute, we'll find out what really is going to be in this episode. But first, mm. Robbie, in, in our last episode, in our Rampage episode, yes. I talked about going to see the Three-Headed Monster Tour here in Seattle. And I think, uh, no, not the very next night, two days later, yeah. you went to that tour in Portland, I did. I would love to hear about your experience. By the way, guys, uh, before we launch into that, if you want to hear about Eric's experience, it's back one episode. Yeah, yeah. episode one forty nine. Perf. Yeah. So yeah, me and Eric are nicely positioned along the West Coast. You're up in the uh, Seattle area. I'm down here in Portland. So, I mean, we could do tour back to back dates regularly. Uh, yeah. If, if the audience likes to hear similar experiences. I desperately hope that your experience was similar to mine. I can't wait to hear what uh, crew members and stuff got their asses beat at your show. <laughs> well, that was talked about on stage. Oh, so okay. So I'll, I'll start at the, the top, which was I'll, I'll start even before the top. Yeah, which is um, my birth partner, significant other, was out of town for like four days uh, back home visiting family. So I was just had the run of the house, was sitting around. Uh, watching old concert videos for days on end, just smoking weed and watching old concert footage on YouTube. So this show was uh, me leaving the house, which, you know, was a good thing and a thing I didn't really want to do. Uh, <laughs> leave the house or go to the show? Go, leave the house. No, the show okay. itself was was like, oh, that'd be cool. Uh, the, the leaving after just days of doing nothing and trying to save money for upcoming travel. Uh, I was like, eh, maybe I, maybe not. And then I bought a ticket in the morning of the, the day of, you know, yeah, which was lucky for the show. Very lucky. Because about two hours before I was to leave for the show, the the long anticipated um, Long Live Evil group album surprise dropped. So if I had not bought tickets, there's a good chance I wouldn't have gone. So oh, I see. I, see. Uh, I would have sat around and listened to that. But uh, I had the tickets, went to the show. I went in full cosplay. Full regalia? Yeah. I went as uh, as Whipstick from the super famous Funtime Guys. Oh. 
Okay, I thought you went as Mike Spawn. Uh, no, I don't know <laughs> what his costume is. Uh, but uh, this was uh, as a promotional thing to do some 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 flyering, some some street teaming. I figured, hey, kill two birds, go to this show, pass out some flyers. And did you kill both of those birds? Pooh, crushed them, dead. <laughs> and then I, went into the show. Yeah, I killed a couple birds outside <laughs> and then decided I'm going to see myself some live music. <laughs> Showed up to the show, walked in immediately. So uh, it's been summertime uh, up until just recently. I don't know if you guys are familiar with seasons. Yeah. Okay. It's been summertime. The living was fairly easy up until recently when it became fall. And so it was a little rainy that day, which means I walked into a humid stink zone. No. Ugh. Because... Uh, I assume people had been lined up for a while outside, as is want to do at Juggalo shows. And then we had just gotten probably drizzled on for hours on end and then just went inside and there was a lot going on. There's a lot of wet dog energy. Mm. So I sniffed that up for a while. <laughs> some WDE, oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. Took some sniffs, said, mm, these are my people. And then it was a weird vibe. So I... Uh, I was kind of curious who would be there based on what you had said about your your show and how mm-hmm. small the venue was. And I also just don't know, you know, who's 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 here these days. You know what I mean? There's a lot of TikTok heads that people talk about on the Internet. Oh, there was none of that at my show. Zero. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe two to five if I was to, like, actually think any. Yeah, I, I would say and I'm curious to know if this is true of your show. The vast majority of my crowd were people that I would guess were in their 40s, mm-hmm. maybe some 30s, and a little sprinkling of 20s. I would mm. say it was a – yeah, it was an array from what I would call a few mid-20s up through some 40s. But it yeah. was not people that were – they didn't seem like, ooh, I just – I love the Chop Chop slide on TikTok, you know? No, 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 no. Um, they, 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 there was a lot of older heads and people wearing various, you know, merch. It was not people that wandered in off the street going, I'm curious about this. Well, so also my show was billed by the venue on the marquee, on the website, on the ticket everywhere as violent J with no mention of anyone else. It's like, it said, he's bringing along. Like if you read the description on the website, bringing along, I think you pointed out it was all one word, like Ouija Mac Isham. It said like Isham Ouija. It was all one word. It should yeah. have said, bring along two other heads of a monster. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who got the copy to the venue, but they just <laughs> b- build it as Violent J. Uh, but I'm, I'm, you know, people in the know on the internet or whatever who know the tour was coming, they knew what it, to expect, I assume. Uh, but anyways, so weird crowd. Small crowd, really small crowd. This is the venue that basically every time I've gone to see ICP or Twisted since like 2016, they've been at this venue. And and other things, I went and saw, you know, like Zulu and various like upper level hardcore bands play this venue because it's an all ages spot and decent capacity. Um, But it was probably like a third to half full, which I thought was really interesting because I don't think I've ever seen an ICP show at this venue that was not sold out way in advance yeah my venue was half maybe at at one point three quarters full by the end of the night okay maybe maybe <laughs> yeah there was probably 300 maybe people i would guess something like oh, that no that we had way less than three okay yeah interesting because seattle used to be i think kind of hot for 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 juggalo stuff yeah no I, I again i'm not great at this 
Mm-hmm. But I would say until until Three Headed Monster came on, which is like people trickled in through the night, there was maybe a hundred, and probably by the end of the night, maybe a hundred fifty, maybe, maybe. Okay, yeah. So I was standing for most of the time, you know, wearing a insane lucha mask and whatnot mm-hmm. uh, against the. Uh, what do you call it? You know, there's the guy, your guy got beat up sound booth, sound booth, standing against that back to it. And, um, and so I, it was like, ah, pretty full. And then I, at some point during the show, I was like, I'm going to walk towards the back and see what the bars got going on. And the back half of the room was just crickets, you know, nothing going on there. So it was interesting. Um, starts the show. So no openers you mentioned. I mean, obviously there was some, some chaos, uh, yeah. having to do with the local openers. We over here had zero. It was oh. RA the rugged man, eight fifteen. Huh? That's the show. Oh Damn. Yeah. So no, no warm up on that, which was really interesting. Cause I don't think I've ever been to a, a juggalo or adjacent show in anywhere that didn't have 35 local openers. Um, who are all, you know, the same guys you've been seeing for 10 years, open ICP shows, but no, they had, none of them were invited maybe because of your show. I don't know. Maybe. And then, so RA, the rugged man comes on stage and he's doing his act and, uh, and, and someone's yelling something in the front and, and he just goes, no, 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 not me. Not me. I didn't beat up any kind of sound guy. I'm not the one. I don't beat <laughs> up sound guys. Uh, oh. So so someone had had heard <laughs> what had happened at your show, I think, and 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 got it kind of mis, misinterpreted that it was R.A. that did it. And uh, uh, it was an opener, but not him. But not yeah. the core opener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, that, I thought that was funny and I'm, I was glad to know. <laughs> Your story, otherwise I would have yeah. no idea what that moment <laughs> right. was about. Yeah, that would have been a fleeting <laughs> moment of confusion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But his set was really good. Um, you know, he, I, I'm assuming he did all the moves that he did, you know, at your show. He did some songs in the crowd, does some costume changes, wears a lot of various hats. Oh, no, didn't do that stuff at all. Huh. Oh, really? No. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was out in the crowd a good bit for ours. Like, mm-hmm. Just, I mean, it's like you step down off the stage. It was a low yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, he he started with a – he had like a jacket on and took it off partway through. Hey, that's and a I think he had a, a hat on that he took off at some point, you know, as he got warm. But he didn't like change clothes oh, or anything. So he came out with, with a, a costume, costumey hat to start and big jacket, like a – Like know. a furry jacket? Yeah. And like Yeah, a, I get, he had the same. Yeah. Okay. But then – so then he took that hat off. And maybe the jacket and switched to like baseball cap with a bandana under it. <laughs> and then towards the end, glittery jacket. Oh, that didn't he didn't do that when, mm. when he was Eric, I, like, uh, I would assume yeah. that he didn't do that at your show because the vibes were decimated from the local <laughs> openers. That's probably true. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna um, say he did a head count and was like, not enough people in this room for a sparkly jacket, but it was probably <laughs> the, the 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 fighting that had happened on stage previous. Okay. But I, I thought his set was great. He was with DJ Lala and it was awesome to see like I, I don't mean this to sound shitty, but like real hip hops, a DJ that's like really DJing and a rapper that's really rapping. It was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And and he kind of did like a I think this tour he's doing a bit of a like 50 years of hip hop thing. Yep. Yeah. And so he was, you know, touching on some 80s sound, some 90s stuff. It was it was a cool. It was perfect for this show, I think. I thought so too. 
a good introduction to who he is. Yeah, and to who he was going to be playing before, because I think you know, between the three guys on stage, yeah, you got a, a span of years and and different different eras of hip hop and stuff. So I thought that was a cool, fitting thing. It's definitely an old guy tour, but I think that was like good for that. Yeah, and then yeah, there was a short break, uh, and then and then the, the monster was unleashed. How big was the break? Because I don't think ours was maybe ten minutes. That's what you had said. I think ours was standard. You know. 15 20 minutes okay regular like in between sets kind of stuff which was funny because they didn't have to do anything right (laughs) so i guess just get you know well they had to get uh lala's stuff off the stage i guess that's true yeah they had to wheel that cart back and uh put a banner up so i I apologize there's no uh instruments to check or anything like that i guess is what i mean yeah they came out and they i'm trying to think how they opened uh oh with the you know with the song from the the three-headed monster obviously uh which was cool it was exciting everyone's monster you know yelling along fire breathing yeah 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 um i was getting getting hype yelling along with them and then they went into piggy pie i want to say next Mm. uh which bizarrely killed the momentum really and the audience said either i don't really know this song don't care about this song don't know the words i don't know but it was like to me it's like okay and then they're gonna kick it up a notch with this one because it's a classic and people just seemed to not care uh, they that is he, wild. they played Piggy Pie, but partway into the set, I think for us, I don't think it was right at the beginning. Okay, it was it was like in the first three four songs because I think yeah yeah you're right they went into like Papow yeah yeah and, uh, and and migraine yeah and then and then maybe Piggy Pie but that was where it seemed like people were lost which was strange to me weird because I would think that's like okay you know we've done some songs that. A lot of people know, not everyone knows. Now we're going to do this one. Everyone knows. And it was Mm -hmm, the opposite mm -hmm. energy. Uh, What was interesting to me was that every time it was Ouija solo time, pits and people going off, knowing it, being excited to hear it. People there. We had a few people that were like super hype for Ouija at our show. Yeah. I, I mean, I told either Aaron or Christy, we were talking about it after. And I was like, Ouija kind of like. He was kind of the star of the show. In a Absolutely. Lot of ways. I mean, Violent J yeah. is the name, you know, he's the he's putting the butts and seats, so to speak. Yeah. But Ouija brought the energy. He was, you know, mugging when people were doing their verses and kind of making, you know, miming along to the songs and, yeah. and, and keeping the energy up. And then when his songs came on, people were like, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's do this. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. I mean, I I, I it was weird to see some of the stuff like, you know, like Piggy Pie fall flat or something like that. But I'm a forward looking guy, you know, I'm here for the future, baby. And so if people are going to be more hyped for a new guy than an old guy, a couple old guys, fucking right on. I like it. Yeah. And I, I will say at our show, Ouija took control of the show. Like at the beginning when there were sound issues, he stopped the show down. He talked to the crew and the sound people to like fix it. He was the one that like talked to the crowd for that. At the end of the show, he was the one that stayed out there and talked to the crowd and thanked the crowd. Okay, everybody, we uh, we ran into some issues and delays that caused us to stop recording partway through this intro a few days ago, but we're back now finishing it up. So if if the conversation seems like we skipped anything or it got messed up, uh, please 
understand that uh, life gets in the way, shit happens, things go wrong. But Robbie, if I remember correctly, we were in the middle of your Portland three-headed monster discussion. Mm-hmm. We were specifically discussing uh, Mr. Ouija Mac, mm, which yes. uh, I'm going to tell you a quick, funny uh, anecdote about that. The other day, randomly, not even being funny, just completely out of the blue, we've had a rough week and Christy was like, I need to get a shower. She's like, I got to wash my hair or I'm going to start looking like Ouija Mac. (laughs) (laughs) But then followed it up with, he is kind of cute though. And I was like, okay. All right. right." But we were talking about the fact that at at my show in Seattle, Mm -hmm. I felt like Ouija kind of took control of the show. He he's the one that stepped up and he's the one that said, "Okay, let's let's get the sound fixed." He's the one that hung right. out after the show and thanked everybody and when his you know, more individual numbers came up, I feel like he was really just selling them uh it, not that not to say that Jay and Isham weren't and I think you were talking about the fact that you really loved the fact that this this new generation guy is the one out there making it happen. Yeah, he just seemed I mean you know, I've seen ICP a bunch of times. I've seen Isham a couple times, and they always, you know, have the have the right energy for the crowd or whatever. But I was, it was cool to see someone who I think is divisive. I hear a lot of negative talk about Ouija, and a lot of very positive talk, obviously, but but it's pretty divisive, and and doesn't have the back catalog of hits. You know, be in the be in the spicier moments of the show. You know, getting people more physically involved and 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 getting the pit going uh i don't know if people were singing along hard to those songs but they were amped to hear them so yeah i I thought that was cool yeah his songs were the only ones where and he would call it out again we were in a small room on a low stage so to hear somebody yell and open that pit up it was really just a different thing and people did i mean was it jumpy push mosh yes but were people going hard for it yeah and it was it was fun to see like the crowd was really getting into it. Yeah, people were falling down and getting picked up and it was not yeah, like a, it wasn't light work. It was not, you know, hardcore dancing by any means, but it was no. it was it was uh, aggressive pit pushing. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. It encouraged me, you know, so I didn't go to my leg of the three-headed monster tour, but it encourages me to hear this because I feel like young artists, if they were were to get brought on to psychopathic and something already so established with such a passionate fan base, mm-hmm. um, it would be easy for them to say, yep, I've made it and sort of like lean back and, and, and ride it out. But mm-hmm. it sounds like Ouija Mac is really, you know, still feeling like I got to prove myself. I got to get in there. I got to go hard every show. I got to, you know, like Eric, like you were saying, stick around after. Uh, yeah. and, and, and thank the people like that. That's super encouraging. I like, I like that. I respect the fuck out of Ouija Mac for that. And I got to say to me, I feel like Ouija is built for small venues. Oh yeah. Not to say he can't bring in more people than that, but we saw him on a huge stage with a huge audience at the gathering and it was fine, but the energy in a small room Completely different. Well, uh, two points. Uh, one to each of yours. Mm. Firstly, about well, first I'll do about the stages because I think that uh, is easier to get through. But um, I think most artists that aren't like huge pop stars, you know, who probably have their own training, that are on major huge stages, 
kind of incrementally get there anyway. Yeah. And so they learn the steps, you know, how to take care of a small room, how to work a mid tier room, blah, blah, blah. And so going from the guy who, you know, I don't know if swag Tooth really did much touring or anything like that, but going from a guy who's probably working very small rooms previously to headlining a gathering stage because he's in that position. I can tell how, or I can see how that could be awkward and like he would need to grow into it. And so I think these probably these smaller rooms are more his comfort mm-hmm. zone a little bit. Yeah. Um, and to Aaron's point, I think the thing that's cool to me about Ouija or one of the things is that for years, I think people did kind of get signed to a psychopathic and go, baby, we're home, you know? Right. And uh, yeah. do, drop a record every couple of years, you know, feature on people's stuff, open on a lot of tours and just kind of ride that trajectory a bit complacent in that regard. Yeah. And I think Ouija's very clearly gone, you know, above. OK, I'm going to put out four records a year. I'm going to tour when I can. I'm going to bring in my own guys. I'm going to create my own side lane. Like you can tell he's working constantly. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's that's why he is where he is now. But not just working, working toward his own goals. Uh, right. He, you know, he didn't sign to the label and go, all right, what's my backstory and face yeah, paint? I'm yours. Totally. Now. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty cool. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Well, Robbie, I am so happy that you had such a wonderful time at the show. Yeah, uh, it was it was great hearing your how it differed from yours versus Eric's. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody got beat up at Robbie's show. No, correct. Mm-hmm. Did were there any standout moments in your show? Uh, and and do you want to give us like an overall like wrap up your thoughts on it? Sure. Uh, give us a, a Fago score of the show. Experience. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So standout moments. Uh, I would say. You know, the aforementioned like Ouija tracks and people got psyched. I don't know which ones they were by name because we just got a lot of songs. But uh, anytime that he did a solo track, that was it was always the the fun in the room elevated for me. And outside of that, I would say it was uh, my axe was a good one. Yeah, just fun song. People like it upbeat. And then overall thoughts, I would say are mixed. Uh, I know I've, I've been. Hey, I'm myself and I know myself and I lead with the positive baby. That's what I do. But overall, kind of a boring show. I think in lacking some of the hits that it like, you know, they didn't do the biggest ICP songs kind of stuff. And it was very clearly not an ICP show, which is what it should be, you know, or what it shouldn't be. Rather, But I think in, you know, Jay has been doing the same thing in the same way with bottles of soda and all this for 30 years. Yeah. And so I think taking him out of that zone and into somewhere else, it's a little like, yeah, okay, what do I do here? Rap only? All right, sure. (laughs) Very different track list. Okay, I'll give it a go. Far less theatrical than an ICP performance. Totally. And the energy is a little lower, you know. So I thought I had a good time and it was cool to see those guys in a different context. But really what I walked away from that with was going, hey, I'd love to see a Ouija solo show. And I miss seeing ICP together because... the energy is different, you know, but yeah, honestly, I left a couple tracks early because I was like, I think I've seen what I've seen here. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I actually I enjoyed the whole set. Uh, I didn't think they played too long. I didn't think they got off the stage too quickly either. I think they they played just the right amount of time. Uh, Christy did say afterwards, like uh, it would have been better if Shaggy was there, too, for the ICP songs. But I <laughs> thought it was fun 
seeing Esham be humble enough to jump in and do some of the shaggy parts or sing the hooks and have fun doing it. And uh, I, I mean, they played a ton of ICP tracks. I mean, when I really went back and started thinking about it, probably eight or nine. Yeah. Because they did like Fuck the World. Fuck the World, Piggy Pie, My Axe, Dead Body In My Man, Room. Dead Body In My Man. Room. Yeah. All the TikTok favorites. Really was. Yeah. You uh, they didn't the, do the, the Ned meme, that though. Way a little bit. Mm. Or uh, Chop Chop Slide, because that's insane. No, thank God, because I would have <laughs> yeah. left. I would have walked the <laughs> fuck out. Yeah, no one, no well, one I, needs that I live. Feel like, uh, I feel like the Ned game was probably, Ishan was probably like, that's where the uh, the train stops. I can't rewrite this whole verse. I'm not going to do the Ned game. Yeah. I, I tried to write them down when I got when I got back, the ones that I remembered. So fuck the world, dead body man, piggy pie, Mr. Happy, cherry pie, mm-hmm. my axe, Candyland, in my room, and I get mad, which is not a big ICP hit, but was a J solo track. And there there might have even been more than that, but there yeah. were definitely enough ICP songs in there. Here's the thing. The crowd didn't lose their shit when they played an ICP song any more than they did the other songs, which was interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. I think my my biggest disappointment of the three, the track selections, like I liked, they played some of the Ouija, Ouija played some of the tracks I like. Get mm-hmm. a Life, I think is great. Ain't No Savior yeah. is great. Demon Seed is just a creepy, weird song. Mm-hmm. But Esham was the one that I was like, man, I I was I was hoping for some Esham hits in there. And that was not, I think they really steered toward uh, psychopathic era, like stuff with, yeah, stuff with Jay and psychopathic era. So we had those like super villains songs before super villains was super villains, like pow and yeah, migraine and first boom. era super villain right. stuff. Oh, um, Jay and Ouija did. What's that song? You're dead. Yeah. Yeah, from, yeah. Yeah. But it was a lot of stuff like Esham's. Although he, I would say, probably did three or four, like just pure solo Esham songs. I think they really leaned towards stuff that he did with Jay. And I don't know if that's, I, I think I'm of two minds on that because A, I get it because I think the crowd knows that stuff better. Having talked to Juggalos in my day and being like, man, Esham rules. And they're like, I don't know. I don't like Repentance that much or A1 Yola. And I'm like, well, yeah, who cares? Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't like those either. Yeah, I'm talking about Kill the Fetus, Close Casting It, Judgment Day, you know, Dead Flowers. Like, those are classic records to me. Right. And I wanted more of that. Yeah, to not lean into them, I think, is a mistake because, I mean, while people might know Pow better, yeah, it's not as good. No, I, I really, I wanted 90s Esham to come through as well. Not Not to say he doesn't have you know, three additional decades of music to pull from. Totally. But I would think on a tour like this, you got to go out with your hits, right? Like mm-hmm. you, that's what you got to bring to the table or fan favorite tracks. And uh, from that era, there wasn't a lot. There was maybe one or two other ones, but like one of the few that really stood out was Closed Casket was was one that I, I was like, oh, that's cool. And I think Esham's at an interesting place in all of this popularity wise career wise because like i'm pulling up his spotify right now and the top five tracks are all from three-headed monster and if you expand all top 10 are from three-headed monster okay and 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 for the record it's not just because that's his newest stuff he put out a record in between three-headed monster albums a solo album so and and you know when i go to violent j i don't know if that's all the same uh violent j one three-headed monster song in the top right. five and it's a ouija solo ouija, ouija has one or two in his but yeah 
So I think Isham, while he is like the originator, the 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 most legendary, you know, yeah, mystical figure on this thing, is also probably the least popular, just numbers. Oh, wise. for sure. Mm. But I think Isham sounds now about as good as he ever did. Oh, his voice sounds good and stuff. Yeah, yeah. he's got presence. Yeah. I just think that they probably went, okay, well, what are people? You know, I would have loved to have known before the three headed monster record drops dropped, uh, what his top 10 looked like that. Yeah. Was yeah. it all stuff with Jay? You have to oh. check the Wayback Machine. Yeah. Do they have that for Spotify numbers? Probably not. <laughs> no. It, it was funny. We were standing in line waiting to get in uh, to our show. And, you, you know, you overhear people around you talking. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy, maybe two people behind us that was – Isham, I think, is like a, a guy that like inspired ICP. I don't really know who he is. And Christy was like, oh, this is killing you right now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never engage with those kind of things because uh, I just yeah. let it let it go. Yeah. But uh, boy, do I always want it to be like, let, let me sit you down and yeah, let's have a, let's have a conversation. Do you have 45 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> we'll cash this out. But everything that like we would hear people talking and Christy's like, you could probably school everybody on. All. And I'm like, well, I mean, we do have like 150, almost two hour episodes about all this stuff. So, yeah, I could, I could probably talk about it for a Not minute. only that, but like I guarantee you, you were the only person other than Violent J in that room that were at like those early fucking like Detroit area, Michigan, oh, yeah. like yeah, probably shows. You know, well, what especially I mean? in Seattle, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's interesting because I like going in. So I posted a picture in the Discord because I, like I said, I was gonna go dressed as one of the guys from Super Famous Fun Time. Did guys you do, do that? Some street team work. Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, and and Rob was like, oh, they're gonna kick you out, or something. you know, people are gonna. Nobody beat you knows up or who that is in that room. Well, that's what I was saying. Is is. I think a lot of the internet stuff that we hear about so much, the beefs and the dramas and whatnot, I think regular, your your average showgoer type doesn't have a fucking clue. No, I don't know. No, so, oh, no. Uh. Like, they know Twisted's not on the label anymore, and maybe they have some feelings about that, but when it gets right. more expanded than that, they don't give a shit about that kind of stuff, I have a feeling. There, there is definitely a, a fringe, very core audience that pays close, close attention to this stuff. And everybody else, I think, is at the, the 30,000 foot level with it, you know? Totally. And I did get a handful of, you know, like, like it wasn't like no one knew who that was. Like, I got a lot of, you know, took photos of people, got compliments, stuff like that. But, uh, but, but it was from a dramatic level, zero. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And uh, just one quick little shout out to uh, to friend of the show, I think, uh, Darby O'Trill. They played one of the songs from Creek and uh, it got a huge pop in the room. People were singing along. Oh, oh yeah. nice. So like yeah. it, be- just on the music the set. between sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, I got I got really excited because before uh, R.A. the Rugged Man came out, they played mm-hmm. Agent Orange by by uh, Cage. And I was like, that's cool. And then I was oh, like, oh, there's, sick, yeah. there's probably a reason that they played Agent Orange specifically. And also, I would have to bet that the two of those guys have crossed paths multiple times. Probably. Yeah. I wonder, because it, it did feel like a playlist of people that are cool with ICP. Uh, it was kind of what the the, the in-between acts music sounded like to me. Mm. Um, and, and Cage is on that list. But Man, I don't know if you can. I, I don't. We didn't mention this on the show, but but uh, Ra has a very sad story about Agent Orange, the chemical, yeah. and and has a song about it. Interesting, interesting to play two Agent Orange songs uh, in the same night. One very different tone than the other. Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, R.A. did a guest appearance on Smut, on the Smut Peddlers album, Porn Again. So okay. they've definitely crossed paths. That makes sense. And yeah. I think he, I think, you know what? Honestly, I think I've read interviews with him about that because he's probably the most approachable. Yeah. And and he has a, a lot of insights about it. So now that you say that, that, that does ring some bells. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that uh, anybody involved with that look fondly upon nope. that album. Absolutely not. I've, I've no. read interviews and stuff uh, and uh, boy, do they think it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, nobody's and, happy with what happened there. So. No. Yeah, yeah. But those two guys have similar trajectories where they started super young coming up in New York and multiple times were going to be the next big thing and mm-hmm. multiple times recorded an album that the label opted not to release and things like that. And now have gotten decades deep into their career and never had their moment. And it's just wild to to think about how many people there probably are like that. Oh, count. I mean, so many more than there are, you know, that made it in that yeah. way. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and I'm glad to see, honestly, Esham's one of those guys. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad to see that, you know, people like R.A., people like Esham and all these guys are still out here doing it. And I think just to to give a give an umbrella statement on on, on whatever, uh, I think that is a cool thing that Violent J specifically and ICP as an entity does is reaches back and goes like hey these guys you might not know them but they're fucking cool and we want to spotlight them they've always done a good job of that of exposing people directly or indirectly uh, whether it's through them covering something or doing a feature or bring them on tour to people that either inspired them as they were coming up or artists that they think are cool and probably didn't get the attention they should totally yeah so shout out to them for that Shout out to them for that. Shout out to them for that. Well, Robbie, thank you for sharing your story. So uh, my friend Jay, who I talked about in our Storytime episodes, mm-hmm. uh, went to that very first ICP show and many of the other ones with me, uh, was my like roommate and ICP buddy through you know high school and college and stuff. While we were starting to record this episode, actually messaged me with a picture of his ticket and said, I'm at the Shaggy Two Dope show. He is on the East Coast, I think in Tennessee right now, and uh, said there might have been 100 people there. But it seems like he had fun at the show. And I just saw that Shaggy is going to be here on November 8th. Okay. Ooh. So maybe I'll go see it. I don't know, just so I can compare. I mean, I think it's valuable comparing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's coming to Bend, Oregon, so I will not be there. It's like four No, that's not away. very close to you. Yeah. When no. he was in Tennessee, was he the only 10 that uh your friend saw well he said lardy b opened and loved that so i'm i'm sure that mm-hmm. okay she was couple, a tens. couple tens yeah yeah uh i think here whitney payton is opening for shaggy oh interesting i think the current leg is like dj clay yeah and, and dj clay yeah yeah you know i'd rather see whitney payton than hex personally uh yeah i've seen Whitney Payton, she's very fun live. She rides around a little uh, kiddie pool. Yeah, like a when she was here, it was like a floaty. But yeah, I mean, pool stuff. Yeah, I've seen I've seen her do that live, like put like a kiddie pool or like floaty stuff out and then ride around the crowd on it. Yeah, totally. So good show. Cool. Uh, So we've got that's not all this episode is. We've got more in this episode. And actually, 
a couple episodes back, we were going to miss a week. Like this week is, is a missed week. I was actually supposed to be traveling this week. Everything got messed up and changed. So we are throwing an episode together is what we're essentially doing here. And a couple weeks ago, I selected a few Patreon clips to share. And they were all themed every time I fly. Well, all but one, but they all kind of went together. This time, we let Aaron choose some oh. some favorite Patreon clips. Aaron, we'd love to know what you picked and why you picked them. Oh, I got a good selection for you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have clips from episode 130. We have clips from episode 131. We have clips from episode 138 and episode 140. Okay. Okay. I picked them because they're funny. Okay. <laughs> Any specific theme or just you picked a few that you thought were funny individual? I think I, I just kind of picked a few that we we're just goofing around. Now, there is one episode uh, selection in here, and I think it's the one that is the longest. And that is uh, a dear, dear tribute to the late Jimmy Buffett, who was not dead at the time that we recorded. <laughs> okay. Still still alive at the time. Still very much alive when we recorded this episode. But yeah, I believe that episode was called Buffett with Fuck Yes, it. Buffett with okay. Fuck it. So we have some Jimmy Buffett talk in here. We also have some uh, very, very topical. We have some three-headed monster uh, talk in here because oh, the cl yeah. bonus clip from episode 140 is literally titled Three-Dicked Monster. So we <laughs> okay. really get into the, the nuts of uh, the dick and nuts, if you will, of the three-headed right, yeah. monster and, and how much, yeah. you know, quantities as well as who controls it you know right 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 and i think we even get into like some legal paternal issues as far as like if they <laughs> knock somebody up uh but other than that this is just sort of us goofing around just having a good time there there's funny stuff in every single one of these little clips here and uh i really think honestly buffett with fuck it is a truly truly special experience uh that i think everybody's gonna enjoy well, let's let's kick this uh, grouping off with some three headed monster talk, uh, go through some fun and we'll wrap it all up with some Buffett with fuck it. And we'll be back to talk to you right after this. Bye. And then three headed monster obliteration. I listened to maybe twice. Uh, I think. I think Ouija was uh, was was the the hero of that album for me. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought Jay yeah. was fine. He was there. We uh, Esham I thought sounded good. I thought he sounded you know kind of like old Esham, which was interesting to hear. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought Ouija was the standout uh, standout on that one. He was I was most impressed with his work. Oh, I think you had I, those. I mean, if we were to sum up our thoughts into like two sentences, that would have been about the same. Yeah. 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 I would say so. Yeah. Do you have a quick thought on? Uh, the penis debate for a monster with three heads. Do you think they have one penis oh, the, that they the, the consciousness share? thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, or each has one. Let me pull up the cover, honestly, because it's going <laughs> to you that's can't gonna see be... it on the cover. Well, I mean, it'll just give me a, a sense of the body, I think. OK, so let me see. Just as a reminder, Ouija does clarify that they have six nuts. Yeah, which I mean, one dick, six nuts is a nightmare. <laughs> oh my god! I'm looking at the shape of this thing. I think we're going three dicks. That's, That's my take. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say you know the the switching consciousness thing is an interesting take. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I feel like I envision 
when switching consciousness the you the balls like switch who controls it as well via like uh one of those pins that has the multiple colored ink mechanisms yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. i got what you're saying yeah that's that's how you switch the balls but like the consciousness switches it yeah. so that's weird in that scenario like so this three-headed monster one 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 dick various consciousnesses say it impregnates someone yeah is it the child of whoever's consciousness was present in the moment. Yeah. Especially okay. if they're swapping yeah. balls for. Them. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. whoever's balls. Are yeah. If you're, if you're swapping balls, then I mean, you're swapping right. seed. Right. Yeah. So now just maybe, one now maybe there's some remnants of Ouija back seed in the shaft. When sure. Going to town, <laughs> well, I'm talking. Yeah. Well, there's, if there's some, some pre C, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I think in that case, the baby would then come out with two heads, right? One for each oh. sire. Oh, this is how three-headed monsters propagate. Yeah. So maybe there was a six-headed monster at one point? It's the father Fathered this, this uh, anomaly? Three, just three of the heads of that six-headed monster fathered this one. Yeah. And then so what if, now that we're going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Let's go down it. <laughs> mid, you know, mid-act. Right. During. Yeah. Maybe there's a plan to switch consciousnesses at one point, but maybe someone times things wrong and there's, there's an accident. You know what I'm saying? Mm, of course. Is there like maybe a, a fluid, uh, blend that happens between, you know, as the transfer is happening or is there? Yeah, sure. Okay. What if, but what if it, it would have mid act, they have made an agreement to swap out and somebody's like, all right, my turn. And the other one's like, no way. And then they get in a fight. Yeah, that could happen. And they'd be bopping each other's heads together. Uh, they they just hit like each other cartoon. with the heads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. All right. Now, here's here's my issue. I take issue with when they swap. It also, like, it blends the, the fluids, right? I don't think that's the case. Mm -hmm. Because I think that if that's the case, then that would mean that the person waiting to be swapped in right would immediately come in orgasming right i don't think no he hasn't used the dick oh, they have yet. to start from scratch so i think that i think that it resets it, maybe so you're saying nerve endings are attached to the consciousness yeah but we've decided that there's three not one dick anyway right yeah yeah i know i'm just this is just spitball yeah, this scenario. is all theoretical this yeah. is all theoretical but it's yeah. important so in this theory this um single dick you could just switch consciousnesses forever and just never never end yeah huh d but d when they switch consciousness I, I mean does does one of the people like let's say they swap to a different head does the dick immediately go limp and then they have to like start over yeah because i mean are they getting worked up ahead well i think that they're all like mentally worked up Oh, they're already together, there. you know, already because they're like, okay, yeah, we're 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 in here. You know what Blood I mean? Blood has already been reallocated. It's already there. They just jump in and keep going. Maybe Esham's the one hitting it from behind, but Ouija Max controlling one of the arms holding a boob. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. Okay. So this is just okay. Yeah. Of I'm... the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do they have to like be drift compatible to compare to like control the rest of the body like Pacific Rim like? Do they all control both arms and legs and the rest of the body? 
that's a good question. Who does control the arms and legs? Listen, we need to get Jay and Isham and Ouija on the show to explain to us the logistics of sharing a body. This is important. Yeah, if we could do an interview with those three guys and literally ask them about nothing but this. What else would we even talk about? There's nothing else to talk about. Just this. If by some yeah, by some way we could get the first ever three-way interview with these three artists, these three generations yeah. of, of, of the of the wicked shit. And uh, literally only ask them about the consciousness and dick transfer. (laughs) We'd talk about it for like 15 minutes. We'd be like, all right, guys, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. (laughs) I've got to talk to my 14-year-old niece for an hour. (laughs) I also want to not prep them whatsoever. Like (laughs) them just coming completely cold, thinking that they're, it would be a general interview, but no, it's just three hours of hyper fixation on this. <laughs> yeah, we've got some questions about the alpha. Real question. Of the three, of the three, who would get pissed and leave first? Isham. 100%. Isham for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Isham. Who would stick around and keep talking to us the longest? Jay. Jay. Yes. Jay probably Jay. also has thought about this <laughs> to no end. Jay, yeah. Actually, the, I don't it would think be three hours, has. I think, because Jay has some thoughts. Here's what I think <laughs> yeah. would happen. We would bring it up and Jay would be like, I haven't thought about this at all, but now I need to think about it. We need to figure this out. It could inspire the next, second record. <laughs> there's a, I was going to say there's a next three headed monster record. That's the entire theme is just <laughs> explaining the logistics of their. Enemy. Yeah. The song would be like, now we're here fighting over dicks. Give me the dick. No, I want the dick. No, the dick is mine. Give me the dick. Yeah. I would listen to it. Yeah, I would. I, I would think it might it. be more I think it might be more uh of a piece than the first one. There's I mean I, I I'd be down for it. No need for solo tracks. There's enough content here. Violent J the Duke, head number two. I, we also all share a penis that we can switch <laughs> consciousness to. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we just write this. Yeah. Instead of talking about their heads, they'd be like, it's me, we, G, dick number three. Like, you know, yeah. they would just talk about the dicks. I think I think instead of, of them doing this, I think we mime box it. Oh, yeah. We just do a full cover album only about this. Yeah. I think we should do this. <laughs> or Mustard should do it and we will just enjoy the result. I prefer that idea because I don't want to put that much work into it. Same. <laughs> yeah, true. I would love I would love for this to be in existence, but I don't want to do any of the work for it. Yeah, Fair. yeah, yeah. Fair. That's yeah. Um, the album would be called Three Dick Monster. Yeah. <laughs> Three or like head with like parentheses. Or uh, not parentheses, <laughs> but like quote marks. Quotes like yeah. three headed monster. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the album art is exactly the same, but it's just three penises coming off of a body. <laughs> And like, it's not their heads on there. It's literally just, it's just dicks. Would it be? Uh, <laughs> it's it's they, actually real life photos of their dicks. Okay. I was going to say, cause we have to make oh. sure we know whose is whose. Yeah. Also quick question. Six nuts. Uh, are they um, three sacks hanging side to side or, mm, or front one to big back? sack? Oh, okay. I was or thinking it was one is it big six, sack. Is it six and one big sack? Yeah. Um, that's interesting logistically. I'm gonna go one big sack, just like Santa Claus. <laughs> A lot of good boys this year. Oh wow. Flame, flame, flame. 
Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry about that, y'all. Had a customer call me that uh, had an issue that required my attention at 7.30 at night. Fuck that. Did you tell him you're busy? No, I don't think it really required my attention at 7.30 at night, but clearly they fucking did. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't say... Sorry, I'm recording my Juggalo podcast. Please call back later. (laughs) Listen, if you did, if you're not calling to talk to me about one less G in the hood, then fuck off. And if you are, I'll pipe pipe you right in and get you on the episode. Yeah, if you are, we'll get your audio in here. Um, The more voices, the better. You never know. Oh, yeah. You never. I sometimes wonder, like, I've had people say things that in my mind I'm going, is that a reference to ICP? <laughs> like, I can't tell if they're like, if I'm supposed to pick up on it. And then sometimes I'll like reciprocate and they I'm like, oh, that, that didn't, they, they're just looking at me like I'm weird. Cause that made no sense to them. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. You're giving too much credit. Yeah. If it's not whoop, whoop, something about Fago miracles references <laughs> or the gathering. That's it. Yeah. I just think, you know, every once in a while there's like some sort of like, I don't want to say obscure because if you if you listen to ICP or Twisted, like lyrically, there might be a thing that I'm like, did they just reference, you know, like a specific song or something? And should I like drop part of a line and see if they're like, oh, and should I instantly wrap the entire thing in front of them? (laughs) It's in my head. Is this going to become a a musical? Will we just burst into song together? Oh, I'm trying to think of good examples. And all I can think of is Die Motherfucker Die, which could be a Ghetto Boys reference. Um, I feel like I've had it happen with something ICP specifically like Great Malenko related, like a don't mind that thing. It does that all the time. And I was like, oh, sure. The Great Malenko. And they're like, the fuck does that mean? OK, never mind. The great just- who? <laughs> they're like, you're fired. <laughs> great. You're dead. Yeah. Who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I was a kid, uh, I had friends. I hung out with the 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 weird kids, not the weird kids, like the cool weird kids. It guess was what? Days, you still so. do. Yeah, I guess I guess yeah. you got a point. Uh, but it was like the skater kids who had like a, a a vague interest in in dark stuff. And so one of the yeah, kids said still. he like, knew a lot about like black magic kind of stuff. Oh no, um, no, and the various spells and stuff. And one of the things that he referenced as being a legitimate part of that was the great Malenko, but not in reference to the album, just as a w- phrase he had heard. Huh. Um, oh, he's not and... talking about Dean Malenko. No, <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's great. Um, I mean, he is universally regarded great. as great. Right. <laughs> but no, this kid just had heard that ICP album cover or title at some point and just ran with it as like a real witchcraft God or something. So I, I was at work and I had a, a Ouija Mac shirt on, but I, I had a, like a zip up hoodie over it. And at the end of the day, it was warm. And I took like I unzip my hoodie and my boss looks over at me and he goes, if I had a thousand guesses, that would have been the last thing I would guess that you would be wearing right now. And I was <laughs> like, oh, and I just didn't. I was like, OK. And then I have a hatchet man in. No, it had his face, and it said oh. "Free Ouija." Oh, that. Okay, oh, yeah, 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 that one. And then the next day, something came up, and I was like, "Did you? 
do you know do you know who that was on my shirt and he was like yeah and i was like oh okay and like it wasn't huh. like a let's have a big conversation so to this day i don't know if he knew who it was thought it was somebody else like immediately pegged me as like oh you're that guy like i just i still don't know or is it as go does it go as far as he's a listener to icp with we god that would be weird <laughs> but possible weird I mean, he cool. could trace it back i'm that's listen, true you could trace it back you could even trace it back as far as to him being pino owino listen i oh my god listen i count i count what we talk about as nerdy stuff this fandom is geeky and nerdy it belongs at a comic convention as much as any anime or comic book or tv show or anything it's the same oh, yeah. kind of stuff right the lore is deep the imagery yeah. is there like and so you know i work with people a lot of times that are into geeky stuff so it wouldn't shock me if they they got it but like i still think about it every once in a while and i think did I, you know, if I would have pressed and I'm like, oh, yeah, if you know who it is, who is it? And he would have been like, yeah, that's Post Malone. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or like yeah. little peep. Yeah. Like, who, who knows? Yeah. Adam Sandler. Yeah, that I would. I, I would, I would <laughs> that probably that. not that one. <laughs> I, would, I would probably press him more on that and maybe like press a uh, vision testing device up against his eye. I guess I carry one around. With I me, do. So. Oh, of course. It's my, I, it's wish in my been, daily I wish you'd ask him to write it down and like pass it to you on a piece of paper. <laughs> I should have just, everybody else in your office thinks you're getting a huge race. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I just write it and slide it over. He looks at it. Puts it face down and slides it back and just nods to me. I'm, okay. They're like, whoa, Eric's got fucking balls. He just went in and handed him a piece of paper with his rays on it. The paper, if you flipped it over, it just says thuggalo question mark. <laughs> and then everyone in your office is wildly confused. <laughs> They're like, that's how you get a raise. We need to figure out what this means. All right. Thug this is a riddle we have to crack. <laughs> I feel like it would be. Hold on. Let me just Google this. Uh, Thugalo. Thugalo Urban Dictionary comes up for. Yeah, it's not as easy to find as I would have guessed. The first. OK, so when you look up Thugalo, the, oh, the first thing is Urban Dictionary from May 27th, 2003. My birthday. Hey, uh, and our it's, birthday. Oh, oh, that's right, O'Reilly. <laughs> O'Reilly says indeed. a thug that is a gigolo. What? So, dude, did you see that thuglo? He has all the ladies and raisin hell. Uh, and so it's raisin hell. <laughs> yeah, raisin also is spelled like raisin, and it is uh, cl a clickable link. Uh, which you click it and it says any senior citizen over the age of 65, usually found on bus stops, gym locker rooms, and retirement homes. These fucking raisins are stinking up the bus. <laughs> also, <laughs> raisins stinking and the bus also clickable. So you can just go through Urban Dictionary for hours, I didn't realize, and just click other raisins. words. Like 65 is clickable. Guys, we might have like the next months and months years worth of patreon clips just by doing a deep dive into urban dictionary
be here. Take my wife, please. I take my wife everywhere, but she finds her way home. Whatever. That's just a classic old married guy joke. Is it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just always so doing doing a lot of doing a lot of uh, comedy and open mics. I don't know about everywhere else, but specifically Portland, there was always like fifty year old dudes doing like take my wife. wife. No, seriously, take her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're my favorites, uh, just because it's so hack and so uh, yeah, just just their <laughs> just you know, lowest like, common yeah. denominator bullshit. <laughs> and honest at the same time like yeah. you know they meant it, which, which made it <laughs> they're serious <laughs> yeah they're like you know i genuinely don't like my wife so uh it's always funny to me make those kind of jokes because i like to channel those men i um, i've slowly come to realize i love those types of jokes because i and i've slowly come to realize that i think i just love hacky comedy just oh it's really being hacky uh, yeah. after three plus years doing the show i hadn't noticed <laughs> true uh this is a hack fest it, it is it, it is uh, we have some kind of funny jokes or whatever that one guy said in that comment yeah yeah you know moderately funny too something many, like that too a lot of okay funny. jokes yeah. <laughs> too, yeah too many too many more or less funny jokes yeah listen i laugh but barely well, buddy, I, do not go looking in the Patreon <laughs> clips. I smirk, but I rarely have a belly laugh. That's my issue. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but not. <laughs> um, speaking of hack comedy and the, just the love of it, the, the my favorite holiday to celebrate here what? when I was doing comedy was hit, we would have the uh, annual contest, the, the Portland's Funniest Person contest. Oh. Which would be. A combination because it was open to the public to enter so it would be a combination of people in the scene who are like working their way up and and you know we're doing shows regularly and then people who were like the funny guy at the office and people like oh, you, gotta <laughs> you should they do would, it man yeah because they would promote the hell out of it like in all the papers and stuff so people, right. just, you know people knew about it and man going to those like early couple rounds is like you know like the equivalent of like the american idol first couple episodes of the season oh that, that is delightful that is yeah, delightful. it was just me and a bunch of fucking asshole comics sitting in the back of the room cackling at uh, <laughs> just they're, they're up there. They're like, I'm fucking killing it. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, man, I'm killing right now. <laughs> and honestly, you know, if it inspired them to keep going, that's great. Uh, and then hopefully they never understood the actual tone of what's happening. <laughs> they are losing their shit. This is great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> I'm gonna quit my fucking guy job. Heading off the office now. <laughs> I just I, now I wanna I wanna make that short. I wanna make that. Yeah. I wanna I wanna make that film about the funny oh, guy at the office hilarious. that's getting sort of laughed at, not not intentionally, not with, not with uh, by the real comedians. He's like, man, I did it. You know what this is? This is a fucking I think you should leave sketch. That's what this is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, which I think you uh, should leave tomorrow. tomorrow. I think yeah. I think tomorrow it comes back. It sure fucking oh, does. That crept up mm-hmm. on us. I'm I'm stoked. I'm gonna take off. Yeah. I'm gonna quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably start our show, which will be fantastic. We should start it. Yeah. yeah. I was actually thinking about purposefully making this episode just okay. Is that cool? 
um sure, i mean yeah if i think of anything good to say i'll just <laughs> yeah I'll, if you I'll, could just like <laughs> hold it that'd be good thanks i think what we should do is for every episode we should put as much effort into it as we think the album warrants okay well, <laughs> perfect what if it's, that's gonna be really telling as people listen if we all have varying opinions uh, yes, robbie's out here just going air. hard just like try and somebody else is like mm-hmm uh-huh. yeah <laughs> yeah what'd you fine. think of this song uh, yeah. robbie yeah <laughs> and then i'll just go in just go jokes, in facts go everything. in jokes facts everything yeah yeah. I, I like to fax people jokes. <laughs> I would love to. I don't have a machine. But now that I've thought of that, just write one on a paper and send it over. You, you have to fax it in send two it separate sheets. Over. You fax the setup and then they'll get it and be like, what That's the fuck true. is this? And then you fax the punchline. <laughs> yeah. And you then, don't want it and to, then uh... that's how you be the office funny guy while working from home. That's right. <laughs> that's true. As long as everyone you work with also works from home and also has a fax machine. <laughs> you can like fax people pictures of your ass and they'll be like, you don't even have a copy machine. What are you sitting on? What are you, how are you getting these pictures? You're like, I'm the office funny guy. I sat on the copy machine. <laughs> I went to Kinko's. <laughs> I went to Kinko's, sat I, on the off uh, the copy machine, emailed that to myself, printed it out, <laughs> scanned it back, and faxed it to you. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Classic I'm the office, office funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like right. this is also well, a sketch. Yeah, I was gonna say the office we, funny we, guy. Yeah. If we had, uh, if if we didn't have to have jobs and we were just independently wealthy. And we lived anywhere mm-hmm. near each other. I would hunt humans for sport. Is that the question? <laughs> no, I was going to say we could, we could do a sketch comedy show. We could write ah. and do a sketch comedy show together. That we could. Yeah, we could do a lot of more elaborate things if distance was not a. Uh, yeah. Honestly, we object. should uh, find investors. We should. All right, sure. check this out. That? Here's an idea mm-hmm. for a sketch. Mark Cuban. Cuban. Yeah. Here. here. <laughs> all right hey what's up uh sharks we are the three goofy goblins uh here to pitch you our sketch comedy show uh check this out this sketch would be uh the office funny guy okay <laughs> so everybody it's post-covid everybody works from home and he goes to fedex a uh, fedex kinko's location sits on one of the copiers pays pays the nickel sits on one of the copiers <laughs> And scans his ass. Uh, he then emails yeah. that scan to himself. Yeah. Drives back home. Prints that scan out. Uh, pr- prints that scan out. Copies it. Or scans it into his fax machine. And then faxes everybody else in the office separately who are also all working from home. Office What's funny guy. Human? Office funny guy. Right. But here's here's the, the thumbs up or thumbs up? Here, here's the thing. Then there will be several several other unrelated sketches, but then a sketch that happens later is all of this office mm-hmm. funny guy's friends are like, you're hilarious. You should enter the funniest person in Portland contest. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And then all of the comedians are laughing at him because he's so bad, but he thinks he's doing great because he hears people laughing. And then he quits his job. And he loses his house and he loses his wife and he oh, wow. loses his car and he ends up living on the streets. And that's the that's the joke. That's the joke. 
That's the funniest part. That's when everyone smiles and gets along and right. uh, has hope. Exactly. This fucking this fucking guy failed. Yeah, he's a failure. And then there's more sketches, and then you circle back, and there's another sketch about the office that the guy quit, but the new office funny guy can't scan a picture of his ass into everybody because he has a comically small ass, and he doesn't <laughs> want them to make fun of him. What comically small <laughs> ass? That doesn't even make sense. It's like how, how it's small really. I'm talking like the crack distance. I mean, we're talking probably like a three inch long crack. That's small. That's a small ass. Yeah, that's a little. That's a little. Sharks. I mean, we're asking for five million dollars for a zero percent share in our idea. (laughs) Well, sharks, do we have a deal? And they would be like, I don't think this is going to (laughs) work. Seen it. I think maybe for over the credits, though, you've got uh, all the different coworkers receiving a fax and they're like oh what is it and it's just the guy like holding a gun to his head <laughs> i was gonna printer. say they all receive a fax and they're like oh here they're like laughing they're getting ready and as it prints out they look at it and it's just like a notice letting people know that this guy's dead <laughs> yeah <it's his> obituary. <laughs> things went so poorly yeah uh, I, I think this yeah. is hilarious <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's got legs. It's his obituary, but they all laugh anyways because they think it's just a class, classic office funny guy thing. <laughs> it's his obituary, <laughs> but instead of his picture, it's just the picture of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. See, we could be sitting in a room with our feet up on the table, like eating food by throwing it up into the air and catching it in our mouths and going, here's an idea. (laughs) And then we could be like writing it on a whiteboard. That is some writer's room shit. Yeah. And then we send the assistant to go get like $300 worth of catered lunch from somewhere. Yeah. Ooh. And these people think they need a strike for more money. Can you believe it? We'll just write it ourselves. Yeah. Guys, we could totally, we could totally be Hollywood scabs. Let's go. During Let's the go Friday strike. Just walk in with a pen behind your ear saying, ready to work. <laughs> you see this pen? I'm hired. It, I've been writing for free my whole life. I'll take whatever you want to pay. Just see this pen and then you just do this. Did that come through? I'm hope. I pictured you just took it, <laughs> dabbed it on your tongue, and then did writing motion. No, I'm just taking it. It's 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 a click. You know, it clicked to get ah, the, the, click. the, the thing out. Ah, and yeah, I'm yeah. just going... I I, the clicks did not come through, unfortunately. No, no. but that's cool. Damn. Well, you know what? Bit fucked. If we were together, it w- we would have gotten that. True, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have just held it up and clicked it. Damn. Welcome to the first and only episode of Buffett with Fuck It. Hello, it's been many moons. Oh, are you old now? <laughs> this is Aaron from the future. <laughs> I've come... Yeah. To tell you, you oh. <laughs> well, I've come and then I've decided to get on this podcast to tell you, do not review Mirror Mirror. Oh, okay. Oh, no. I'm out. All right. See you I, next week. I must go now. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> how, how are you? Hey, well, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic. How are, are you? How are, are you doing, doing fantastic? I have been preoccupied and stressed. I I am well. It's been uh, I don't want to say good stress, but the good outweighs the bad okay. right now. So okay. I'm I'm feeling okay about it. That being said, I am 
allowing a lot of things that I don't want to drop off, drop off my fucking radar. Uh, hence, I, I rescheduled with uh, Shmeev because I had to cancel on him last weekend because I completely forgot about my reservation at Shmeev Burger in Paradise. What but, is that, by the way? Um, every bar and grill. Yeah, every year. It's oh, a bar. Okay. So every year <laughs> okay. in April, Shmeev takes over their show and makes right. Mike review albums he wants to listen to. And since their show yes, yes. is... Oh, maybe we should just take a break. Shmeev just yeah. reached out to several people and said, mm-hmm. I I want to do those episodes. Will you be my my victims for gotcha. those episodes? And he calls it Shmeev Burger in Paradise because he, he basically... Um, forces you to go to his I don't know, bar and grill in paradise and sit and listen to an album. That sounds nice, honestly. It is you can, nice. some, you can have some boat drinks. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. I don't know. Yeah. I think that that's a Jimmy Buffett is term, like, I think. <laughs> oh, really? I think in like uh, is is like a Mai Tai a, a boat drink? Like a, well, I, a, I, I'm a pretty sure drink? I'm pretty sure he has an entire song called Boat Drinks. So uh, actually, I know he does. Hold on. So I don't know. I don't know what what it means. But I this is a really weird thing. Ten fifteen years ago, I worked with a guy, and um, we would travel a lot. So he would call his kids. And when he got off the phone, like his like good night or I love you was hugs, kisses and boat drinks. And I was like, the oh. fuck does that mean? Yeah, it's, and I feel like something kids shouldn't have. The way he described it was some sort of post-life paradise kind of thing. Like 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 afterlife paradise. That's yes. That's an odd. Description. Yes, very much that like, hey, we'll all huh. have we'll we'll all have boat drinks together in the end, like, we'll see each other again kind of thing. And I was like, why yeah, do you say that weird. to your kids? <laughs> well, someday so, I'll drink with my dead kids. Boat Drinks was a B-side. A Jimmy Buffett B-side. Yeah, from uh, the album Volcano that became super popular. One of his more popular songs to play live. Um, yeah, I'm so. looking at the lyrics right now. Um, this morning I shot six holes in my freezer. I think I got cabin fever. Somebody sound the alarm. That's one of the stances. So here's what Jimmy Buffett said about it. He said it was February in Boston and I was cold and wanted to go home. Rum and tonic was the antifreeze and the newspaper was full of ads for warmer climates. I was in a place owned by Derek Sanderson, who was a very famous player in the Boston Bruins in the 70s. I came out of the bar and couldn't find a cab except the one that was running in front of the nearby hotel. There was no driver in it and I was too cold to care about the consequences. There's an old Navy expression that says, beg forgiveness, not permission. I hopped in and drove back to my hotel. I did leave fair on the seat. What is he talking about? Wait, hold on. Did he ride somewhere or did he just get in a cab? Did and he like steal a, a cab? Man? He said that's the story. Yes, he stole a cab and left okay. the fair on the seat. He drunkenly stole a cab yes. and yes. left money on the seat yes. of it. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett makes the most boring music for someone who seems insane. Like that, That's absolutely out of the, like, how, but also... If somebody sat That's him bad. down for an interview and said, hey, what's the story behind boat drinks? And he's like, right. let me tell you about this time I fucking stole a cab. <laughs> yeah, let me tell yeah. you about this time I 
I got rip shit at a Boston Bruins bar and stole a cab. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> buried the lead so hard like well it was february and i was feeling like no you, <laughs> you right. stole a cab drunkenly also a wilder story something about that feels like the beginning of like a old like film noir it was february in boston i was cold <laughs> yeah i pictured him Rum like tonic was the antifreeze <laughs> i pictured I him like corner boothing like black and white yes with like a black fedora on that's like low and there's a cigarette that's like half burning like in the ashtray next to him on the table then derek sanderson walked in of all the rum and tonic joints he had to walk into mine (laughs) does jimmy buffett see himself as like a um like a jack kerouac kind of figure or something Maybe like, I don't maybe know he how is. he pictures himself. Maybe we didn't know. Yeah, that. I mean, maybe he realistically is because he's stealing cabs. And there's the story about his his <laughs> his plane getting taken down in somewhere for for trafficking weed or something. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a. Isn't there like a movie about that? Yes. It's called Cocaine Bear. See it in theaters. Eventually, yeah. And then he made a song about it. I think called Jamaica Mistaka. <laughs> I think that's it's right. <laughs> This is so basically really, I'm looking at the lyrics. It doesn't reference directly stealing a cab from what I can tell. No, it's like it talks about shooting his freezer, which I'm very intrigued if that is something that he really did. He does mention the cheap airfare in the in the in the newspaper. So now where are you all looking at these lyrics on? Could you be me somewhere, Mr. Scott? Two to beam up, Scotty. Uh, I'm looking at them. I just Googled the song and they came up. Also, I apologize if there's wild noise. My cat is rubbing his face wildly on the microphone. No, I don't hear it. Oh, I didn't hear any of it. Okay, no, wait. Okay. This Love verse, it. though. Somebody sound the alarm. I'd like to go where the pace of life slow. Could you beam me somewhere, Mr. Scott? Any old place here on Earth or in space, you pick the century. I'll pick the spot. Okay, I have here's the deal. This is this is why we love genius.com because <laughs> the six holes in my freezer line is fucking annotated. Okay. Oh, thank God. Okay. <clears throat> so the line again. This morning I shot six holes in my freezer. I think I got cabin fever. Yes. This line describes the theme of the song very well. Agreed. We'll see. Does it? <laughs> J- Jimmy in this song very familiar by the way just calling him jimmy jimmy uh (laughs) jimmy in this song has cabin fever which led which can lead to irrational actions such as unloading a revolver into a fridge okay i would stuck this one as as, uh either restating or a stretch (laughs) (laughs) he's stuck somewhere cold and wants to go somewhere warm and that and this desire leads to his cabin fever yeah i mean Okay, that doesn't tell me anything yeah, exactly. I couldn't have. But does it does it explain the be me somewhere, Mr. Scott, which would be a Star Trek it reference, does. but it doesn't say Scotty. It says Mr. Scott, both capitalized. So the Mr. Scott referenced the character Montgomery Scott portrayed in the original series by actor James Duhan. Original is, is series that, of what? Yeah. Montgomery Scott, I guess. Is that a... Oh. Is that a show? Oh, it's just that's no, making, from, it's, it's making a Star Trek reference. That's a, yeah. No, hold okay. on. Oh, I guess it is. Yeah, that is a Star yeah. Trek reference. But okay. just the, I just I've never heard somebody say three, Mr. Yeah. Scott. Usually people say Scotty. Yeah. It, it even Scott. says in the lyrics 
this is a, a reference to the catchphrase beam me up scotty yeah and are then, you guys are you guys star trek heads no uh, not at all okay. no i had no so i didn't is his name mr scott apparently is it scotty is a nickname yes okay I, uh, which I, I thought his name was scotty i was today years old when i found out his name isn't scotty oh I, yeah, yeah no i thought i was convinced Damn. yeah i also like that the jimmy buffett genius interchangeable in quality and uh just idiocy <laughs> with the icp genius uh okay. annotations <laughs> I have this next annotation is wild. I don't even know what to think about this. Okay, so okay. <laughs> I don't even know why this is annotated. Why is this here? Okay, the annotation is for the line, I got a verse but can't rhyme it, which comes, okay. uh, at, which comes after, oh, I know I should be leaving this climate. So the annotation, which does rhyme, which does rhyme yes. The annotation is... I'm about to down thumb this the fucking good <laughs> nothing. Jimmy was probably on his porch trying to write this song with a drink <laughs> in his hand, hit writer's block and said, I can't rhyme it. Then thought, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> I, I Mustard needs to get into this Jimmy Buffett genius. Mustard, we need you in the Jimmy Buffett verse on genius. <laughs> yeah, Do you know seriously. how deep the Buffett verse goes? Like that there is a Buffett verse. He's got like books about characters oh. that he writes. I didn't know. Like, oh, yeah, he's got my, novels. Uh, so my dad actually loves. So my parents, they lo love tropical vacations. They also enjoy cruises. And my dad will I mean, always buy tropic. a new Jimmy Buffett book. Wait a minute. A, a sure. vacation. Hold, hold up for one second. I'm just reading the yeah. outro right now. And uh -huh. our theory about him being like the Jack Kerouac of, I don't know, shitty Trop tropical music. <laughs> it's called Trop yeah. Rock. Yeah. Of, yes. So the outro is I got to go where it's warm. I got to go where there ain't any snow, where there ain't any blow because my fin sinks oh. so low. What oh, does damn. that mean? I wish it were annotated. I like he drowns. I don't think so. Coke. I think it's got everything to do with he's too deep in the coke and it's fucking up his life and he needs to get away from where he is. This is yeah. Which yeah. These songs sound so fucking boring for how badass Jimmy Buffett seems. Right? What is going on there? He's got something he's to shooting say. freezers, doing hella coke, stealing yeah. cabs. Yeah, trafficking weed, and he's just like singing about margaritaville come on man maybe maybe all these what do they call them what do they call jimmy buffett fans there's a name parrot heads parrot heads all right i just uh i just annotated that because my fin sinks lo so low for us oh good um, oh what does good, it say good, good. oh yeah popped up uh yes yeah. <laughs> i like that we're by name Don't infiltrating that. these genius <laughs> the twisted with us boys think this is a reference to him being so low into a cocaine addiction don't challenge them on it <laughs> clearly and somehow i'm signed out of genius on my phone so i'm gonna need to fix that oh, and uh, balls. give that the old thumbs up because yeah half i got to agree thanks for listening to this episode of jimmy buffett with fuck it I don't know. With Miss, <laughs> Miss Tuffet or whatever? Who's that? Uh, gal uh, actually, yeah, she eats the curds in way. Yeah. Funny. Um, <laughs> funny enough, 
I live very, very close to where like his annual like Parrot Heads Jimmy Buffett tour comes through like every year. You gonna go? Mm-hmm. I've always, I've always wanted to. <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never been. I do have a Margaritaville branded margarita machine though. Oh wow! Fancy. Yeah, yeah, those are fancy. Uh, They're really I'm nice. Be- I make milkshakes in it. I don't really use it for margaritas. Remember when Jimmy Buffett could- got killed sitting in his own restaurant in Jurassic World? Is oh that yeah, true? dude, that's a real thing. Yeah, it, there's a so. Yeah, have you rules. seen Jurassic World? No, I don't think so. Okay, so they they've made it into like a tropical like tourist resort right and it's got all of the mm-hmm. like normal there's probably a senior frogs or something in there somewhere i'm pretty and, sure there's right. like a chili's right too, and there's maybe. a yeah and there's a, a a margaritaville and at one point when the atrium breaks and all of the pterodactyls or whatever type of flying winged reptilian dinosaur sure. things come out they are attacking and killing all the people like sitting out at these restaurants on the on the patio area and one comes up and a guy picks up two drinks and goes to run away from margaritaville and it's fucking jimmy buffett and i'm pretty sure he gets killed i was gonna Damn say yeah rules. isn't he double fisting drinks in yep. that little cut yeah, yeah he yeah. sure is yeah you can, you can distinctly see him in fact i bet there's like a million screenshots if you google it i'm um, looking right now jimmy but yeah, yeah he's buffett. like double fisting some bevs in a, in a hawaiian tea i think like a like yeah, a there he is aloha shirt or I guess no, no not a he's tea, just wearing a he's button. just wearing like a pink like button down shirt. <clears throat> okay, okay. Hold Jimmy on, Buffett is the right owner now. of Margaritaville. He plays a bartender in Jurassic World. I don't know if that's true. I think he's just sitting there and picks up two drinks and runs away. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Oh he's, yeah, I've he is seen carrying two park. margaritas while pterosaurs are set loose on the park. Yeah, I'm looking. There's so many pics of this. It looks like paparazzi pics because they're just stills from the movie, which I love that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn, that's so sick. Oh, people do this for Halloween. Yeah, they, uh, I see, I see people and for cons. Yeah, that's man. Fantastic stuff. Really good. That's good mm. stuff. If you like bizarre fandoms and 50 year old white people that like vacations a lot, I recommend the Parrot Heads documentary. A lot of fun. Oh, OK. It's just a deep dive into Trop Rock and the people who love it. Trop Rock. He's 76 now, by the way. Let me tell you his freezer shooting days are behind him. Hell no. (laughs) I'm just I'm just throw this out there right now. I'm probably one stressful month of work uh, away from living in a van and following Jimmy Buffett around on tour for the rest of my life. I mean, the rest of his life, probably. Well, yeah, I guess I guess I, I well, I don't know. I might be his hard. Fair. <laughs> he has a, a daughter named Savannah Buffett that is a radio personality. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Nepo she, baby. She, kinda, she like a shock jock? No, she oh. has a, a show called Savannah Daydreaming Radio Hour on the Sirius and XM satellite and online station Radio Margaritaville. Oh, fuck. So oh, it's just. Okay, uh, so it's on her father's <laughs> radio network on Sirius XM. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that's uh, she didn't have to. She's not necessarily good. She's just related. That's all it takes. Yeah, I wanted her to like uh, some sort of true crime talk radio (laughs) or something like something really hard hitting. Uh, Apparently, she's also involved in music. She sang backup vocals on Maroon 5's "Overexposed." What the fuck? 
Jesus Christ. There's a lot. We do a thing that's very niche uh, on this show. Yeah. And uh, there are just so many other things that are equally niche that, I mean, we could explore any of these things for, for months and and. <laughs> Just have oh, all yeah. kinds of shows. Yeah. No, the Buffett boys are gonna happen. It's the Buffett gonna happen. Boys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Twisted only has so many albums, and then yeah, uh, yeah. Buffett Boys season one, twenty twenty four, baby. Uh, uh, I can't wait until we get into uh, into Savannah, the Savannah Bucket uh, Buffett season, dude. Oh yeah, it's gonna. Be Does she great. have solo material? No. no, no, just we got to review the radio shows. Yeah. Episode six, uh, decent one. Buffett songs we still missed is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine the deep cuts that that are that's going to be involved in Jimmy Buffett. Listen, if we've learned anything today, there's probably some gold in there. Have you ever seen the the probably. music video for uh, Fruit Cakes by Jimmy Buffett? Uh, no, and I'm not have, familiar no. with the song, but I'm trying to. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it is what I just pictured in my mind. Well, give me the uh, give me the deets on that and I will give you the thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, I sincerely hope that it is him surrounded by lots of homosexual men. <laughs> no. Um, well, I mean, I, I I didn't, you know, check the shirtless the backgrounds of the men in the video. But I see I picture <clears throat> I picture if you've ever seen the Pee Wee Herman holiday special, he yeah, gets so many fruitcakes from people that he's got right. two shirtless that's, men that's building right. a room yeah. out of fruitcakes. And I was like, that's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing that scene right there. I brought you a present. It isn't a fruitcake, is it? No. It's two fruitcakes. No. I'm it's, picturing Pee Wee Herman jacking off in a movie. Just for fun? You're picturing that? Yeah. Okay, just because it's an enjoyable image. Yeah. Uh, In suit or in regular street clothes? Oh, Oh, no. In the suit. Fully, fully suited up. Makeup on the face. Rosy red cheeks. (laughs) And just like. (laughs) Not even pants down. Just unzip the fly. Leave them buttoned. Through the the zipper. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the way to go. (laughs) I mean. Fall still inside um, the pants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure like Playboy magazine or some of those have there was had to be comics at the time uh, that drew exactly that image. Right. That did like sexy Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) No, just like like, you know, how like the the New Yorker will do a a little cartoon. I'm sure when he got busted for Playboy always had like a single like single panel. Right. You're talking about like a like a uh, political cartoon type, but it's it's. Yeah. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman jerking off. It's it's entertainment and pop culture. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You got to have a comic strip for everything. Uh, Fair. Turns out when you search Google image search Pee Wee Herman jerking off with no <laughs> G, you don't get a lot of comic strips. Damn. Mostly just pictures of Pee Wee Herman. And the, I like they only pulled that part. They did not pull the jerking off part. I wonder if there's like a whole subcategory on like Pornhub that is like people dressed as Pee Wee Herman jerking off. I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, why do we have the internet? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I also turned off safe search and it just leads to more pictures of his mugshot, which, you know, oh, yeah, that makes seems sense. safe to me in the first place. But no, Fruitcakes is Jimmy Buffett 
kind of it's kind of a song oh, i feel like we can use that. in the modern base <laughs> he's just saying hey a lot of people out here arguing saying a lot of stuff politically but we're all fruitcakes at the end of the day um, i don't know what that means but okay a little <laughs> i think he means we're that, all a little uh, kooky okay I, I think his fin sank a little too low into the uh blow <laughs> if he was writing that song <laughs> Yeah, and then he, he'll, like, have a different verse about different things. So they're like, there's interludes in between each verse where it's like, speaking of fruitcakes, how about the government, your tax dollars at work? And then he'll do a little, st- you know, verse about the government, stuff like that. So Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett's, Buffett's got stuff to say about the sociopolitical climate. Yeah, he talks about in this song, the government relationships is one. Oh. Um, the future <laughs> is, is a verse. Mm, verse okay. four is about the future. Yeah, it's a weird song. Fun video. Uh, would recommend if you got some free time. All right. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, what goes on a cheeseburger? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's how this all started, because we were talking about Schmeefburger in Paradise. And that's, then it put, yeah, yeah. That's got to be what it was. <laughs> that's that's the full circle right there. Thanks for listening to Buffett with Fuck It. Fuck off. Aaron, do you want to wrap us up? I'll wrap it up. That's uh, <laughs> I was gonna make a condom reference, but just shitty joke. But whatever. You, I, I know you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not too late. Uh, that's my impression of two high schoolers on prom night. I don't know. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> the content mm-hmm. of the episode is. Yes, the content of the that entire guys. That's the twist ending. It's this entire thing <laughs> was my impression of two high schoolers on promo. Y'all, I hope you enjoyed those episodes. I hope you poured yourself a boat drink. And then poured that out yeah. for Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, and then, and then poured the entire thing out for Jimmy yeah. Buffett. I think, uh, actually, hey, fun fact, I, I because of the Jimmy Buffett episode and obviously his passing, um, I found out that you are related to Jimmy Buffett. He is He's my fucking dad. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Direct. No, but this does uh this does relate to my father just like myself. Apparently, Jimmy Buffett before he was famous did mm. free concerts at the University of Florida, well, which is the college that my dad attended, uh while my dad was there. He my dad said that he saw Jimmy Buffett on the quad on like a weekly basis in college. Oh, and that's weird. why he was so obsessed with the the jb ah in later on in life he he was intimately knowledgeable of him before he was famous so not just a fan of the tunes he like you know this is this is this guy oh yeah this this was his boy you know what i mean and he didn't hate jimmy buffett for selling out no apparently not no okay uh, well, he he sold out uh, directly through uh, my dad's wallet because he would always buy the Jimmy Buffett books. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Does he have a fave? You should uh, get a follow up for the next time we do a Patreon clip show. Maybe and, we uh, just invite my dad on for a Buffett with fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Just talk about it for a while. We can hear we can hear the uh, early days of JB. Honestly, 
audience, let us know if that sounds horrible <laughs> to you or like a lot of fun. It's a thing uh, that nobody wants. <laughs> when, I'm your we ICP didn't even watch the 22 minutes of it that you gave us. Ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, guys, thank you so much for listening to these selections of clips. Hope you enjoyed them. We have so many more Patreon clips. Uh, so if you would like to listen to those, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com. Uh, you can find that on our website, icpwwe.com. But Eric, what what are other things people can see on that website? Well, I'll tell you what. You can see buttons on buttons on buttons, lots of buttons. And those buttons all have a function. If you go to icpwwe.com, you can click on buttons that will allow you to follow us on X and Instagram that will allow you to email us, that will allow you to join our Patreon to join our discord to check out robbie's twisted history or i mean you can just go back and listen to all of our episodes because there's a lot there but it's good supplemental information Mm -hmm. go to icpwwe click some buttons interact with us be be part of the conversation you know eric this might be just a, a baseless rumor but i also heard that there's a button that takes you to a pirated download of the curious case of benjamin button yeah that's that's true yeah that's amazing. Just for people that don't want to pay for it, but haven't seen it and would like to. But it's it's recut so that the chronological order, he actually just ages normally. <laughs> He's just, just okay. a, a movie yeah. about a man that ages. Yeah. yeah. Hey, fun. <laughs> Fantastic. Guys, more clips on the Patreon. There's also a very, very special thing that happens mm. whenever you are, are joined to on our Patreon. Yeah. And that is your name rattled off at the end of the episode for a thank you. So thank you, Rob, Viron, Corey, Blade. I survived the zombie apocalypse and all I got with this lousy flesh wound. Whoa. Scotty, Robbie, Austin. Sometimes when I shit, I come blood. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Andrew, Schmeev, Ray, don't fuck with the UGT, Christian, McWebhead, Sparknuts, Adam, stick it to you, baby, and Poochie. Okay, first off, huge shout out to Poochie for for joining the crew and to stick it to you, baby, for being part of the Boulder Holders, our two newest Boulder Holders. But we we need to go back a second. Yeah, what's going on here? Uh, Guys, we have a lot to cover here. If you have a flesh wound, I don't know if you survived the zombie apocalypse. I think you're waiting out your days. Yeah. uh, To become just another number in the zombie apocalypse is a zombie writing to us like having morphed by this point probably do you call it morphed yeah uh transitioned i believe okay mighty yeah, morphin. that's the current preferred i term. believe they're mighty morphin listen if uh if you if you're if you're not a zombie yet and that uh flesh wound is on an extremity you might want to get it uh removed you Let, know let's take, take the arm off at the elbow yeah, or whatever chop it off yeah chop chop and slide that thing out of your body <laughs> yeah do the chop chop slide. <laughs> this is not medical advice. Please consult a physician before attempting any amputations. And then uh, coming blood is never a good sign. Yeah, see a no. doctor about that. Yeah. No. Pissing blood, fine. Shitting blood, hey, okay. Coming <laughs> hey. blood, not good. This is also not medical advice. Please consult a physician if you are experiencing unexpected blood loss of any type. And then thirdly, though, don't don't fuck with the UGT. Is this I've got two thoughts on this. A, is this them 
trying to trying to start something because we'll take them down immediately. B is it that is it someone who's telling us we don't prefer that show? I don't fuck with the UTG. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's a command. Like, don't fuck with that because why would you? Hey, I got to tell you, been been on that. Same. <laughs> I don't fuck with it at all. Nope. <laughs> no thanks is what I say. I am going to say that that was a a predetermined act of aggression towards our podcast, and that we're now bitter enemies. Okay, well that's fair. Okay, um, I will uh, encourage all of our listeners not to fuck with the UGT. Don't listen to it. Don't check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. There was your one minute promotional content for the Underground Table podcast. Mm-hmm. Exactly, guys. Thank you for hanging. Tune in. Be sure to tune in next week because we have an amazing 150th episode extravaganza with a very, very special guest. And I I can't. I just I can't keep it anymore. It's George W. Bush. Oh, my God. Taking a break from painting. Yep. He's (laughs) taking a break from painting. He's going to be talking to us all things ICP and Juggalo and Twisted related. I mean, it makes sense. He was president, you know, from 2000 to very short conversation. Yeah, but he was there for a lot of it. Maybe not directly paying attention. He was. Maybe he was there for a lot of it. We don't know. Maybe he had his face painted and we couldn't tell. That's true. What we'll do is we'll go through both popular moments in his career as a president. You know, the classic. I think he might have briefly been a member of Dark Lotus. (laughs) In that weird period where Jay was. Where everybody was. Yeah. Vampiro. George W. Bush. I, I think that's that the album. bombshell that's going to be dropped. <laughs> oh, it's not George W. Bush. It is somebody else that I am equally as excited to speak to. And somebody that is from the same place as George W. Bush. Ooh, do some detective work there. Guys, it's Laura Bush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's nobody with the last name Bush. No. Middle name? Not sure. We'll, but we'll get to the bottom of that we'll during the interview. next week, yeah. Yeah. Just tune in next week for episode 150 and enjoy the conversation. Yeah. It's going to be a great one. Until then, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us, listening to these clips. We'll have some fresh new tent for you next week. But until then, hang out with us on all of our other different bullshits. Goodbye. Hey, bye. Bye. Breaking news in just the last three hours out of the entertainment world, legendary singer and songwriter Jimmy Buffett has died. Jimmy passed away peacefully last night, surrounded by his family, friends, music, and dogs. This show is a member of the Underground Podcast Community. UPC. UPC.